What is up, guys? We are back with another episode of Midnight Gamer, your number one gaming podcast in the world, baby. As always, I am joined with my co-host, Cicere, a.k.a. Sith, a.k.a. Sith is Panda, a.k.a. Sith X Panda, a.k.a. I don't even know, just, just the man, the myth, the legend. What is up, my guy? Yeah, it's your boy, you know, Prodigy, me. But uh, I'm out here, you know, still gaming, living, living the dream, living the goddamn dream. Well, we're going to jump right into it. Before I do, though, we have a very special guest, actually two special guests tonight. But we're going to start off with our boy from the Juicebox podcast. He is a COD aficionado. They call him Tiggy Nation. What is up? Not much, not much. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, moving, bopping. Drop shot and twist it. Yeah. Well, f- nutty, cracked, as the kids call it. Cracked. Well, we're glad to have you, man. And uh, I'm going to start off this with some Halo news. Feel free to chime in before we get to our COD section. But pretty big news in the Halo world today. Um, a lot of speculation that people aren't really known if this is a good sign or a bad sign. But basically, they got rid of their head of like. I don't know if you would call it the writing department, mm-hmm. but they brought in a guy who was huge in the first three Halo games. I believe he stayed with Bungie up until 2013, but he was real, real big in the first three Halo ga- games. Joseph Staten played a large role in developing and writing the earliest Halo titles, and he's most recently been overseeing another Microsoft-published game, but he's going to move to... 343 Industries and head that department now. So this is pretty big news, honestly, but I know a lot of fans are hyped because they're getting like an OG back, hoping like this guy can really put them in the right direction to make like a genuine Halo game. But at the same time, I see where people are coming from where this might not really look good because we just got it delayed. Mm -hmm. And now like they're saying this guy coming in, they're they're replacing a whole team. But like shit might be not good behind the scenes at, right now. At this point, did it say when he signed on? Because I know they recently announced that they have another co developer, but this co developer has been helping since last December. But they just announced them officially, like a t- couple days ago. Yeah, I mean it doesn't say the news broke today. Um, you'll hear this episode a few days later. Everyone listen out there. But the news broke today, so. I don't really know, you know, this is probably has probably been in the works because he does work for another Microsoft studio. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a very easy transition for him over but to 343. So do you think like at the same time like do you think they announced this to try to up the hype more because the hype died down from them delaying it? That, I mean, that's a good possibility. It's a good way to look at it. Keep him in the news. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I can get behind that honestly. I mean, and I obviously I didn't know who this guy was. I'll just be honest. Like I'm a big Halo fan, but like you don't necessarily you know know the names of the guys that made it for you. You know what I mean? I just know Master Chief. Exactly, Master Chief, and I can Cortana. tell you like the classic pros, like you know what's his face, Walshy and shit like that. But Ogre like, One, Ogre One, Ogre Two, Ogre yeah, two. Snipe Down, Whoa. like all the Sundance, all the OGs, uh, T Squared, MLG Pucket. But Wiz, yeah. Bat. What about Batman? Anyone remember him? I remember Batman. Batman. Do you remember Golden Boy? Because he's still around. Flame Sword. 
Flamestorm is actually competing again. Take, Maniac? Takedown? He's competing again that as well. One. He's also a substitute, well, used to be for the... For the Huntsman. It used to be for the Florida, and then he got transferred over to the Huntsman as, like, content now. I don't think he's a sub. But you know who's still playing for Florida and is killing it? Frosty. Frosty the... Maniac. F- goat. The guy wins online Call of Duty tournaments and immediately pops on his stream and plays Halo, Halo 5, 5 like nothing. And dominates. Dude, the guy, dude, he's a freak. <laughs> he came out with a Halo montage like two weeks ago. He's a freak. <laughs> In so, the middle of Call of right, Duty so championships. The, <laughs> the biggest thing, okay, Zara, I don't know if you know who this guy is. So he replaced Ogre 2 on CLG's team. Like he stole his spot. And he's been up in the rank. Like they consider him one of the best right now. Really? At Halo. And now he's, I want to say, dominating. He's doing very well in the COD Pro scene. Unfortunately, he's out in the Call of Duty Championship playoffs. But still, had an incredible, incredible year and won two events. I mean, that's yes. still awesome, though, like cross game success like that. I mean, that that's the shit I like to see. Because, yeah. you know, there's, there is tons of guys out there that are just so good at multiple titles. A lot of the best COD players have come over from Halo, too. Oh, I don't doubt it. Well, I mean... Hook. Hook and the one... Um, the guy uh, who just assault. won... Assault. You know who Assault is, right? Assault? Yeah. I think Adam Assault? Right. Yeah. Adam Assault? Adam Garcia? For the Minnesota Rocker? I don't recall what team he plays for, but he started... I'm pretty sure Assault was on... He played Halo first. Really? He played with... Um, I'll have to ask him. I'm a mod in his chat. Are you? Yeah. I th- is he... Wait, is he a redhead? No. Okay, different assault then. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. still, um, oh, but just who won MVP of the Call of Duty is uh, Shotzi. And he just came from Halo like two Shotzi years ago. Shotzi is a god. And he got like bought out for literally like hundreds of thousand dollars Dude, from Splice. He's unreal. He's unreal. Unreal at Halo. I have no idea who he is. He's 18, he yeah, but he came into the scene as a 17-year-old dominated Halo 5. Out of nowhere. See, I wish I would have paid more attention to the Halo 5 competitive scene. For some reason, I just didn't follow it all. And I played the game like crazy. Like, when Halo 5 came out, I played that game fucking religiously. And it got so much hate. And it's still getting hate in, like, the Reddit forums and stuff. People are like, oh, with the strikeouts that were 4 and 5, this next one better be good. I'm like, dude, say, I mean, 4 was a little bit, like, all over the place. It's like, I, f- I feel like it had a hard time, like, figuring out what its identity wanted to be. I still had fun with it, I'm not going to lie. Five was fucking damn good. I know I've I sound like a fucking echo chamber because I've said this on every episode, but those are good games. I think I'm hoping the next one's gonna be good. And this, you know, just to go back, I think this is big news for the franchise. I mean, like having someone that wrote like apparently like some of the most iconic cutscenes from the campaigns and stuff like that. It's it's good to have him back there for the campaign direction. I don't know how much he has to do with multiplayer or not, but do you think what maybe um has caught some slack from like the later latest Halo games has been like the new incorporation of Destiny and this kind of splitting the studio? You mean like that like the Destiny elements is or is are you talking about I'm talking like the game Destiny. Yeah, like, cool. Think... Bungie went to make Destiny. Okay, and Halo is now just straight three four three? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So Bungie Bungie hasn't been doing anything since Halo Reach, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Past so, Halo Reach, Bungie has nothing to yeah, do with Bungie it. Yeah, Bungie kind of was like, we don't want, uh, I guess they don't want Halo to be their identity because the fact that a lot of like their main success was from stuff they didn't write in the game from those weapon glitches and whatnot, which made the game so popular, which I am welcome for. I think that actually adds to the competitive side. But regardless, they... I don't know. They they wanted a whole different like rebranding, pretty much. 
Yeah, um, I don't know, but I knew I do know a lot of guys that were with Bungie stayed on to work for three four three. So like you know, it, it's kind of the same thing you see across a bunch of different studios. Like uh, like same thing with Gears of War, like that was epic games for the first three titles first four titles actually i'm sorry and then they shelved it they weren't going to make any more of those games and then microsoft buys the studio or buys the rights i should say to the game then creates their own studio just to focus on that and they got a bunch of guys that worked on the original four games and the guy they got to head the whole studio was the vice president at epic it was rod ferguson so yeah it's the same type of stuff you see so a lot of it's a lot of these guys did work on the game, but you know, I there's been so much outrage from fans that mm-hmm. it's not following like classic Halo aesthetics, like all just all the different things. But so, I I for one didn't have a problem with the reveal. I thought the game looked cool. I'll bite I was I was underwhelmed because I thought we were gonna get some just more than what we got, but I I thought the game looked pretty cool. Yeah, you know, um, I agree. Like, I I would say it was very underwhelming, but like I didn't hate what I saw. Um, I know that like a lot of it is like rough around the edges. There's a lot of polishing to be done. So like I'm not that worried about it. And I'm, I'm like we talked about it before. I'm glad they delayed it. If it's not ready, don't release it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that when it comes down to it, I think that's the best philosophy to have. Like, don't put out a rush product that just isn't going to be what you want it to be like take your time if you had to push it back it's been five years at this point like we can wait a little bit longer like release the best product that you can whether it pleases the fans or not at least we know that like you put that effort in you did everything you could to try to release a product that you felt you know like was up to standard so that that's all i ask for yeah no i agree but hypothetical here so say you have a game that's, you know, what was your favorite Halo for both of you guys? Three. Three, three? for sure. Three. Yeah. Say you have Halo 3. Would you prefer that developer to just upgrade the graphics and make new maps instead of making a brand new game and just stick with the mechanics and everything that's already in there? Or would you want something new every time? I want Griff Ball every day, not just the weekends. I do love Griff I Ball. I love Griff Ball, specifically <laughs> Halo 3 Griff Ball. Griff Ball's played is a little bit different in five, and yep. when they did it, in, I think they did it in four too. Halo Three Griff Ball, OG Griff Ball. Back in the day, back in two thousand eight or nine, whenever it came out, I was making clips every day of my Griff Ball highlights. I was gonna have a Griff Ball highlight reel, and my fucking account got stolen because of Gears of War shit, and I lost all of it. What'd you learn? Were you a hammer or a sworder? Oh, uh, I was a hybrid. Okay. Oh, one of those. Yeah, I mixed her, but but I, but I was a I was a ball carrier. You know what I'm saying? Like I How scored about? goals. You got to dip and dodge. Exactly. Like I had clips of me doing like 360s over people and shit. Like I was so into grip ball when it came out. I will never forget the night that playlist dropped and how much fun I so had playing good. it. Just so that, much the, fun. The entire game, like everything you can do. From Forge and all the different game types you can create, like that—that that might be the game of our generation. Yeah, I, I think that I think there's three titles within that like two-year period that to me are three of the best shooting games ever, and that period was unmatched for me. What are the other two? It goes Gears of War, Halo Three, 
Modern Warfare. Those those three games in their time period, they were out. I think that's an unmatched time period of gaming, shooting your, wise. Is that like, your golden age? That's that is legit the golden age. Le- probably the best two FPS games ever with the most innovative third person shooter to ever be made. Like that time period there was just awesome. So much fun. So many memories. Like. The hours put into those three games is, is up there, man. Hell yeah. I, I mean, and you know from being my roommate in college, I played the original Gears of War for 10 fucking years. Literally until Ultimate Edition came out for the Xbox One. I played Gears true. 1 for 10 years. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's all we got to say about Halo, really. That was some big news. Joseph Stat- Staten or Staten, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but... um yeah, it's it's exciting. So, let's move on though. Again today, some more big news dropped. We got the first ever live reveal of a new Call of Duty game within a Call of Duty game, the current one. Um big news they announced Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is supposed to be as I'm hearing a direct sequel to Black Ops 1. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Direct uh, story uh, sequel. So I didn't get to watch a live reveal. I was at work, but I watched the trailer. Pretty fucking awesome trailer. Like, it was really, really cool. We're going to get some gameplay soon, right? In like a week, we get some gameplay reveal. Um, is, I think it might be multiplayer, too. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Multiplayer, like, first or second week. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the date real quick while you. Um, but yeah, it looked it looked really cool. Um, I like kind of the old school element, you know. Mr. President Reagan looked incredible and immaculate, and there and the, they brought some old characters back, some new ones that just look like decked out in the '80s. Looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, it it looks pretty fucking awesome. I'm I'm real excited for it, and I'm excited to go kind of back to this era. We we touched on this era back in Black Ops One. It's 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 so crazy to me because like I used to be I would say, you know, back in COD's glory days, I was an Infinity Ward fan. Like I liked their games just a s- slightly more than the Treyarch games. Like back when the first three Modern Warfare's came out, mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong, I would put World at War, which is a Treyarch game, over some of those Modern Warfare's. But then Black Ops One and Black Ops Two, fantastic, amazing games. The zombies on them in it, like. It's just in a in and of itself amazing, amazing. I would still probably put the other Modern Warfare's ahead of it. Nowadays, I find myself being like a Treyarch fanboy, where I'm getting so excited for the new Black Ops games, and like I'm, I'm like really, really hyped up for this game mm-hmm. because now, as well, it seems like they're kind of doing something which has never been done before, and it's the two, it's the two developers or whatever feeding off of each other. Yeah. So we get this awesome like Warzone mode that was implemented, and then we find out that that's not just a like an Infinity Ward thing. Treyarch's going to take it over when their game comes out. So like you already got this awesome battle royale put in place, and now we know that Treyarch gets to take it over, put their spin on it. I'm super excited for that because I liked Blackout a lot, and I think like I think Warzone's pretty awesome. I think it has its kinks. But I think if you could combine the two, 
you'd have like the best Call of Duty battle royale mode ever. And I think this that might be exactly what we're about to get with Treyarch putting their few elements on it. And I know I'm just strictly speaking Warzone here, but I truly believe that this Warzone, you know, whatever they call it, I think it'll probably be season six if they stick with the seasons, is going to be fucking amazing. Because from what I'm hearing from the leaks, the whole map's going to change. Like, it's going to be a whole new map. It's not even going to be, like, a revision. And, like, I'm just excited for the elements that Treyarch adds. I heard the swimming is coming back, so, Mm -hmm. like, you'll be able to have, like, water mechanics and stuff. Just uh, super excited about the Warzone. Like, and and we're getting um, campaign back, which wasn't in Black Ops 4. So, I mean, just a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it looks uh, it looks like a huge project, like probably their biggest one, even including like this past year with Warzone, because they're incorporating and like basically swallowing Warzone up and putting their own twist, like you said. And uh, what Treyarch had to fully, um, this is the first time ever, I think, two uh, two developers are going to be like co-releasing it on the cover. Um, Raven Studios has helped out in the past and like kind of been like the second hand uh, on a few of them. I think they did help us more more often than not sledgehammer games and a lot of them but um it's gonna be Treyarch and raven i guess raven studios was already like mid-production in a cold war-esque game and when Treyarch was kind of give kind of they kind of got handed the reins like halfway yeah, through the phase because they like, they nicked sledgehammer right mm-hmm. yeah they yeah sledgehammer kind of bowed out and uh they were like Treyarch, like you need to come up with the 2020 game like you have it go run with it and they saw raven was kind of doing something that they liked already and they have a history of doing with the black ops and stuff so they kind of just hopped on together and it looks it looks very it looks just i'm very excited that's exciting because yeah raven has done a lot of things for the call of duty franchise i believe they even did they have a hand in modern warfare remastered Yes, I, I think I think they were the ones who kind of ran with that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I think they like had developed that. Most famously, when they came into the franchise, though, they might have done some little things before it, but they were who who came in and saved Modern Warfare Three because Infinity Ward, fe- like as a studio, fell apart towards the end of the run. Like a bunch of guys quit, and like sure. that's and that's where the Titanfall. Yeah. series stems from that's kind of what i was uh, getting at kind of it's like the same halo that's yeah kind of you were talking exactly about. it's very similar out, out but a lot of their guys went to uh respawn mm-hmm. you know, entertainment or something like yeah. that or created their own studio and uh, kind of did it most of the og infinity war guys started respawn so yeah raven came in and saved modern warfare 3 so that that game was actually being like able to be released and I don't know about you guys. I, I think Modern Warfare 3 is highly underrated when it comes to uh, how the, people rank it. I don't know. Such I, a good game. I didn't really play it. Um, I went, like, after COD 1, Modern Warfare, like, I was just playing Halo. Yeah. No, I feel that. I think it gets shit on a lot, but I I would put it in my top five. Like, I, I enjoyed that game immensely. Oh, absolutely. How, uh, the survivor mode on it is fantastic. How well, I mean, to, you probably know better, but how receptive was it with the comp community with Modern Warfare 3? <gasps> See, Modern Warfare 3, I think it had, like, just too many events. It was like There was, like, events kind of, like, every two or three weeks and stuff like that, and that's how... Um, that's how Scump, uh, Optic Scumpy, well, now he plays for Chicago Huntsman, um, how he kind of, like, amassed the amount of tournament wins he had. Yeah. I think he had, like, 11 or 12 on just that title alone. And nowadays, it's like you maybe have 10 tournaments a year, you know? So, I mean, I think I think there was 15 total that year, and he won 11 of them, and he was just Jeez. naturally good. But 
super cool, and I think that was the start of like the the specialist streaks too with the perks. Yeah, Did it was. I think it or was. No, that th- no. actually no, that would have been Black Ops, wouldn't it? No, this the I thought that was uh, Ghost. The, the, speci- the specialist that had the specialist that had like yeah, each one perks. had a different ability. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was Black Ops Three. No, 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 no. no. I'm, t- I'm talking like the the score streaks, the score streaks that like you oh. get more perks. Um, I don't think that's it either. Yeah, though. I don't know. I remember you could get uh, perks that you would save up if you died, and you could still get them. Oh, like your. I forget. Well, what you would called. get one where I forget what game they implemented it. Where, where like if you died enough times, you got your I think your that was death it, I streak. Think you got like painkiller and stuff. Right. And yeah. Health. I don't think that was in. That was on Modern Warfare uh, Two. Yeah. Really? Painkiller was in Modern Warfare Two for sure. Great game, though. Yeah, I mean, fantastic game. So what? what's everyone's thoughts on where you want to see this? I know, like, it's a huge thing. You guys know more about the pro scene than I do. What kind of direction do you think it's going to go? And do you think it's going to go smoothly right into a new game with this COD League? And then to piggyback off that, what do you think? What would you like to see out of maps for competitive play for this game? Because I know the Black Ops games are kind of infamous for using a lot of the same maps on every Black Ops game. Like, Firing Range seems to be in all of them. Nuketown, you know, uh, Jungle is in a lot of them. Like, do you... Like, I know you're into the competitive side. Do you want to see brand new maps, or do you care if they recycle? And it's funny. Every map you named is coming back. Is it? Is it? (laughs) In Cold War. They kind of have to. Yeah. I just think they're fan favorites, like, in in the casual... Seen and they all love them because they're familiar and easy, easier to kind of play. Because it's like, oh, this is the same thing. And I do think it's cool. I just think they kind of like, they kind of just flood it with just the old maps. And it's like, can't can't you make the next? Can't you make the next firing range? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, but like, it's just like South Park. You know, the member berries. You got to bring the member berries so you bring nostalgia back for the older players. Like, all right, I'll give it a try. I love Nuketown, but I'm gonna play the game and see what happens. But I know the way that they always like do it for the new maps. They always fuck up the spawn system. That, so that's like, a huge, huge issue in the current COD is spawns. And you want to know what really, really actually made me realize it was when they brought shipment back into the game. That new version of shipment that's on the current Modern Warfare plays so much worse than the original one. It's horrible. It's you, horrible. You gotta think, how can you mess that up? It's literally just a big, a, a, a small sandbox that's literally like fifty yards square space. Literally, and so it's, that's with what I two lanes making a cross in the middle? Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, the movement speed of every player is faster than it was in the other one. So the, you gotta, you gotta like measure it out differently. So like, when you make a new Halo map or like the same old Halo map for a new game. You got to make the map bigger because there's sprint in there. Now. Well, I get that with Halo, but like, really, same thing, how, how same much? Thing how much faster is the player movement in newer cards versus older ones? It can't be that big of well, a difference. If it's boots, if we're back at a boots on boots on the ground game now, mm. you got to think it's probably very similar to yeah. like COD Four. But there's also other mechanics involved. Now. Sure, there is, but like you would think, like the map's been out for long enough that they could keep retooling it a little bit with the spawns it's crazy dude you'll literally spawn or, or you'll spawn right in front of somebody that's camped yeah. in a spawn or or you'll spawn behind them like that well, never happened the, in the well, cod the spawn 4 version system, that's like completely on them where they put the points because i remember making them in halo like halo forge you can change the yeah, spawn no, points yeah, right. so like that's like all on where they put that on default i think they got lazy with it but at they the same time, something. but like, oh, yeah, something. But like, with map size and everything with sprint, like, isn't the old ones? I don't know if I, 
I might be recalling it wrong. That it wasn't unlimited sprint. You'd be able to sprint a certain distance, but you wouldn't be able to do it the entire time. No. Yeah, this one you can sprint in. You can sprint always, but now there's like double sprints. Right. That that's huge. <laughs> which, that's the part that's limited. You can't use that double click like that often. If you keep fucking spamming it, it won't work. But it is quicker, like in and out of the guns, though. Too. Yeah, I heard it's actually crazy. I was reading a forum recently, probably a couple weeks ago, about that double click feature. This is the first. This current COD MW19 is the first COD to have that feature, and apparently the game has been getting like, or the studio or whoever has been getting so many complaint, like emails and message or like whatever, however people decide to send it in. Saying that their controllers are broken from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, they're not putting it in the next COD. So it's, that's not going to be a thing anymore past this this one. And it's actually funny because I got a brand new controller for Christmas. So that's not that long ago. And literally within like a few months, my left analog stick has drift. I'm like, it's a brand new fucking controller. And I kind of think it's from playing caught and doing the double tap so much i think i've kind of fucked up the joystick i do like one feature that they add they have like the auto sprint and auto yeah, like yeah. attack sprint and stuff like that so it kind of makes it a little easier but like i mean yeah it's it, it's not great that you have to keep mashing your buttons yeah. in more often than not and yeah you're just destroying the controller yeah i don't like it i don't like it but let's move over to the zombie side of the game because we we know treyarch's famous for zombies it's rumored that this game is going to drop with a transit remastered version Mm -hmm. or if it's anything anything like black ops 4 it'll be it'll be a remake of the map with added stuff so i don't know did you play any of the zombies on black ops 4 um i i think i played the the gladiator map a little bit um and it was i just played a few times neo it's very hard to kind of know i just know the past um two black ops 3 and black ops 4 it kind of all circles around easter eggs and stuff right right and it's a little too complex and stuff. I could watch the videos and figure it out and stuff like that. But really, I just enjoy kind of hopping in and having fun and just like slaying and just trying to get high scores and stuff. I, I'm not trying to do a puzzle every time I play a video game. I, I hear you. It, it, some of them do get a little bit like crazy. I will say the, the map that shipped with Black Ops 3 was awesome. Shadow of Evil, mm-hmm. where you're in like that old noir looking like city with yeah. the... F- different areas there was a little bit of a puzzle to solve to get the pack a punch but actually nothing there were some ones that were made after that that are a lot crazier really and i definitely on black ops 4 i the, i didn't even get into any of those maps that ship with the game like the coliseum one mm-hmm. there's like a titanic one did you play that really no very, I it was know. very cool looking but like i think the easter eggs on those are super complex never figured those out but one of the maps that came on black ops 4 was a remake of um Call of the Dead from Black Ops 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Mob of the Dead, I'm sorry. Yeah. In the prison in Alcatraz. Awesome fucking map. And what they did was the entire original map is on there, but they added a bunch of added areas. I like So, that. like, the map's even bigger. That's kind of what I'm expecting with this transit remake. Because okay. a lot of the big complaints is, like, you know that the map itself, like, what's there is huge. But then they... They use that the gas and the stuff, so you can't go in the certain areas because I don't think the system could handle it. Like that's what a lot of people complain about. So n- with nowadays technology and everything with video games, people are saying they can open that whole map up 
and now we can have like more stops, bunch stuff. more like more stops or anything, and like that's a very cool concept for a map to begin with. Now like the the possibilities are endless, so I'm excited for that. Like, and remember the original transit, you could like jump out halfway through and get to the knock. Yeah, toes, you could you get know? to the original map if yeah. you knew how to navigate the cornfield there. You could get to it. We we spent hours. Just a straight horror film. It was we it was uh, that dude. People fucking hate on that map in the community, and it's it's easily my top one or two zombies maps. You know I, so much fun with it because they gotta get good. You're right. You're right. But it, it it is a fun map. Very cool concept. And like you said, it is like a horror film. And then especially if you get caught in the gas and stuff, not only are zombies gonna be walking after you through that. You get this, like, little creature thing that jumps on your head. Remember, yeah. and like, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. So I don't ha- get caught in the gas. Don't get caught in the gas. I really hope those rumors are true, and we and we are getting a transit remake or remaster, whatever you want to call it, because that's fucking super exciting. And then to wrap it up, because I think we've talked multiplayer and and competitive a little bit, and then zombies campaign wise, I would I watched a video today from a um, cod youtuber and he put together a whole theory video where he's saying that this black ops that comes out is going to be the first game to cod game between developers to have a connected universe so what he's saying is that this current one that's out modern warfare 19 and this new black ops that's coming out are going to be in the same universe and we're going to see some connections through the campaigns he he thinks he's like on the money with this prediction. He he's like he backed up his claim with a bunch of like evidence that he you know said he found and stuff. I watched the video. I can't really just go into details. It was very it was in depth. But I mean, if that's true, first of all, I think the campaign is going to be awesome, anyways. Just by going off the trailer and stuff, like the time period and everything is going to be awesome. But if we, if we connect the universes between developers now, and that stays to be a current trend. I think that's pretty awesome for the COD community. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very, very cool idea that I'm surprised hasn't, you know, they haven't tried to do it since mm-hmm. now. Like, it's COD's been out for how many years? It's it's very exciting. That'll very be exciting. cool. That'll be really cool, like, what they do with the story and uh, how, how they kind of, like, have Easter eggs and they connect it all and stuff like that, especially because every other year they switch time, like, time periods, you know? Like, this is very modern, and now we're going back, what, 30, 40 years and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so could be really cool. I see he was he was basically saying that like Captain Price, who's you know famous from the Modern Warfare series, is going to play some kind of big role in the crossover. That'd be cool. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get some time travel. I think we are. I think we're at least going to see flashbacks. But yeah, we know that like the Black Ops universe already like. Well, kind of on the zombie side does the weird shit, but there was time travel in maybe one of those, wasn't there? Uh, in the campaigns, I think in in Black Ops One, well, With, it uh, it looked like time travel, but wasn't they? It was like all about exploring Mason's like mm-hmm. memories. Yeah, so it kind of was like time the numbers. travel. Numbers, right? Mason. What do yeah, they mean? What do they mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. I mean, just to reiterate, I'm just very excited for this COD in general. Like Hell a lot, yeah. lot of cool things. I think we're all pretty hyped for it. Call of Duty is back on top. It is. I, I don't I, think 
I don't think it ever left. Yeah. No, it, it definitely never left in terms of. Okay, so for us, definitely never left, but it was always it. It was kind of teetering. It was critiqued and, and a lot. Now with now with Warzone, it's at. I mean, it's for exploding. the for the players. I will say that. I think right now it's like we might think that the golden age of COD was Modern Warfare like one or whatever, but like right now, like the mechanics and everything in the game, like everything feels smooth. Mm-hmm. Everything feels good. I think they're going in the right direction. I don't think like I have high hopes for the next COD, but right now this current COD, but regardless of spawns or whatever in the maps, everything feels great. Like this is like peak COD. Yeah, I was gonna say I think like the gunplay is the best that it's ever been. Yeah, it just feels good. Like you could complain about a lot of different things, like the spawning and all that type of shit. But the this this new engine, first of all is such a good step in the right direction. So I'm excited to see Treyarch's take on using this new engine that Modern Warfare used, and especially also on the zombie side, because, like, a whole new engine, you got to think they can do some pretty awesome stuff, just all around, all around. So very, very excited for this. Tig, we thank you for coming on and talking some Halo and Call of Duty with us. No problem. This is a very special episode of Midnight Gamer. Wait, Tig, before Tig leaves, I want to correct myself. It was not assault I was thinking of earlier. It was enable. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enable, enable. and formal. Those were the boys. Enable. The one-thumbed god. Yes. He, he, he's got half of his thumb uh, got uh, got kind of messed up in a machinery, and it, it literally is cut off at the first knuckle, so it fits perfectly in the joystick. Wait, what? He's on your team. He's on your squad now, isn't no, he? No, he's, uh, he's with Seattle, and then he got dropped. I thought but he was on phase for a little uh, bit. Or I'm thinking of somebody else. No. They were on, he was on 100 Thieves last year. But, but anyways, quick dates, though, for multiplayer reveal September 9th. October 8th is the alleged beta for the next Call of Duty starting on PS4. PlayStation. PS4. PlayStation 4 exclusive. I'm sure f- a couple days later will be Xbox and PC. Probably Maybe not PC. And then November 13th, Friday the 13th in November, the game drops. Can't wait. Also, CDL this weekend, if you're listening, it might already be too late. Starts up Saturday morning, ends Sunday in a best of nine Wait, series. wait, wait. Who's your, who's your go-to choice? Um, Tell me your prediction right now. Of the now. four left, I think Chicago's going to bamboozle London Royal Ravens. It might be a 3-0, 3-1. Is that because Hex owns it? Yeah. I, I think they're just going to be running with so much momentum. And I think, honestly, Chicago will beat whoever comes to the losers. So I think FaZe is going to be Dallas. Chicago is going to come there. Knock off Dallas, and it's gonna be Chicago phase, which would probably break record set it that, sets that for um, visuals. Also, this weekend you can watch the CDL matches. I believe rumor in the stadium in Warzone Verdansk. That would be crazy. That's awesome. That's kind of I like these live events. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty cool. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate Thank your you, input Tiggy. tonight. Thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. round of applause. Round of applause. So next, uh, we got our next good friend joining us, Hank Steinmiller. He's currently all up in the sim racing world. You can find him on Twitter at CRM Sim Racing. That's Country Roads Motorsports. Um, we have a partnership with him right now. You know, our uh, juice box brand is sponsoring his car, or vice versa, or whatever it is. But we are on that car, and we look beautiful on that car, don't we? It's very pretty. It's, it is pretty. I it's like it. A, Wait, it's a pretty plain scheme, but it's very, very back to the basics and very neutral and pretty. I like it I a lot. Like That's it. what I like to hear, and and it looks pretty aerodynamic. It does. Those cars aren't very aerodynamic, but that one in but particular. But they look it. Is yes, they just yes. look dynamic. it. Yes. Well, we're excited to have you on here. Um, 
let's go ahead and get right into it. Can you t- just tell the fans kind of what you've been all about lately and, and just give us the breakdown on how you got started with the sim racing because it, it's it's grown in popularity definitely over this quarantine time, but it kind of looks like it's here to stay. I mean... Yeah, I've I've had the thought that with the with with the inherent risk of real racing of life and death and obviously it's happened it hasn't happened in 20 some years. Oh, well, I'd say 10 years, but with the inherent risk of death and injury, I think sim racing will eventually take its place over the real thing because in the end it's the same thing. It's it's doing the same motions. It's the only mm-hmm. sport that you can do the same motion in a video game. It's so, the same thing. Right. That's um so I, I I'm not sure I feel like I've read this before, but I've seen like a lot of um racers now, they they've actually turned towards like sim racing for training Absolutely. for their actual races. Yes. They so that the race that they just ran two weeks ago, it would have been I think August eighth maybe. The Daytona road course was just sprung upon them because New York, they wouldn't let people in because of the virus, so they couldn't race Watkins Glen. They put them on the Daytona road course. They're racing Daytona this weekend, but it's the Oval. Put them on the road course for the first time ever. No practice, no qualifying. Their first lap was the the real thing. Wow. All of them use iRacing, sim rigs. Each each manufacturer has their own sort of like sim simulation there so they're using that to practice to get their breaking points their uh shifting points all of that type of thing so this has been going on for years it's been it's going on its third decade at this point um so so all those like live maps like they put that in the game as well so like you can play at like a famous course yep so i racing itself will go in and put cameras out they'll take a couple days and they will digitize or however they do it with their cameras and they will laser scan every track, every bump, every curve, every every mark on the track and put it into the track itself. And have you raced on one of these better than Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon is not a big sim guy. Well, I have seen him race, and it's not great. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So, but he has done the sim. He has. He was in. So when NASCAR went down for the coronavirus, you know, they turned to mm-hmm. iRacing. Right. Mm-hmm. But that on TV. Jeff Gordon did the Talladega race and ended up stuck into the fence. Oh, my God. That's so funny to me. Granted, <laughs> it may not have always been his fault, but draft helps to keep up. If you put him on a short track, I would have guessed he'd be three or four laps down. So uh, it is a different, obviously, yes, being a video game, it is a different sort of skills that you have to have. But at the same root of it, anyone that's that's driven a NASCAR or any sort of racing car will have the natural ability to exceed at it. See, like now, the F1 stuff kind of intrigues me. I have that game. Have you tried it? I have been playing it yes is it hard because it's not insane you're going like it's a bunch of different turns right it's like not not just oh yeah it's it's left it's right it's so the biggest difference between f1 and nascar that i can say is nascar you can drive those cars into the corner 
In F1, you want to glide them off the gas, and you want to accelerate out. While you want to accelerate out in a NASCAR, you can drive them deep, still on the gas, and then let up. In F1, you're going to want to let up well before because those turns are not they're, – they're much sharper. Um, and really, the equipment that you have – Makes a huge difference with Wait, F1. So who's got the bigger dick, the F1 driver or the NASCAR driver? That's, Sounds like F1, buddy. Those two, I they have been in an ongoing battle for years of what is the better one. Your personal opinion, not what's better. I'm just saying who who's risking it more. Who's I, risking it more? I would say who's F1. risking their life F1's more. F1's risking their life more. But but are they doing it to compensate for size? <laughs> I would say that F1 are much nicer on the track than NASCARs are. Yeah, okay. what like they don't try intentionally no, try to no. like do they shit. They will not. They they cannot. So what you're yeah, saying is there's, there's no. a moral code in F1, and these guys are just Absolutely. better men. Absolutely, <laughs> there is a much moral code. Well, I'm just kidding. I I enjoy both. What? But you think playing both of them? You think F1's a little bit harder? It's got for be. my natural ability. Yeah. F one is right. Um, I think it would be for anyone. So, I mean, come on. There's it, only it's... been a few crossover drivers that have won in F one, IndyCar, and NASCAR. Jean Girard. No, <laughs> he, he did not. <laughs> he did not win in all three. Mario Andretti has. Um, that's one of the one names that comes to me. the The biggest thing for those F one and Indy guys to come over to NASCAR is. They are good on road courses. They can shift, but that has shifted in the last couple of years. So the NASCAR drivers are beginning to learn how to drive road courses since they only go to my, three a year. Um, so back to my question before. So, like, you know the records are ready for certain tracks, mm-hmm. correct? So when you do these sim races, like, have you beaten any of those records from the real-life records at all? The records? Yeah. Themselves? I will say I have been in many races with real drivers. Yeah. Records themselves, I I don't know about. I'm Lap times, I don't know if they – they they correlate, but you're not going to beat them. Um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know, man. If someone, uh, if someone beat I will record, say I have beaten NASCAR drivers in iRacing. Okay. Okay. Well, if someone beats a And in my opinion, pr- I think I should have their ride. Oh wow! Wait, we send an email. Are we, pl- are we playing for pink slips now? Well, I, if you beat if you beat a, a lap time on a virtual track that's the same as a real one, yeah, they're not gonna put that as the lap record no, though. No, no, no. There's no way. There's so a complete difference. So the the biggest difference with racing sim than in real life is you are not feeling the g forces. Okay, and that is the athleticism of them, even though. It's an argument that they are not athletes. There's G-forces that they are fighting in every turn, every track, everything. Isn't it like, I I think I remember reading something, like they burn like a ton of calories They will lose 10 to 15 pounds per race. A race, that's what I read. They will lose 10 to 15 pounds per race. Dude, let me get in like five races. Isn't it true that they also like, they don't have to take piss breaks because they're burning so much? Is that true? Uh, That, and if they do, normally they pee themselves. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, don't they have some kind of... Yeah. Uh, no, they'll just pee themselves. Huh. So I mean, it's sweaty enough. Let's those cars smell that. like piss. Probably. All right, well, so let's let's talk more on, on a gaming side here. What, what kind of rig did you buy to do this sim racing? I know you said that eventually you couldn't use your laptop anymore, so you went and you got yourself a gaming computer. 
So um, I'd say you could go from anything to begin. Like you can go from five five $500 to $40,000 to run this thing. And everyone can run it the same if you're good enough with your equipment. I do believe that some equipment makes you better with the feel of what you are doing. But the laptop itself that I had, little 13-inch monitor, I can't see anything but what's in front of me. You're playing, you're playing on a laptop? He was. was. Sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. But I couldn't. I could barely see anything on the screen. It's two feet from me and 13 inches wide, so not a great thing to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Couldn't bring up the graphics at all because the graphics card was terrible. And it was just everything low detail. And as long as I could get around the track, I was racing. Now I got a desktop that I can see sparks, rubber flies, and hits my windshield and sticks on my windshield. And eventually. Wait, how much I you drop on that? Thousand bucks. Thousand? How, what, what company? What brand is the computer? I buy power. That's the brand. I, I buy th- power. I think. Yeah, I buy power is the brand. You should have just paid me. I would have did it for you. Wow. Uh, I would have been your. Crew I feel like for a thousand bucks, you could have got like a nice like. Well, any of those other. You can still get a decent rig for that much. It's but got good I know, I'm not hating. I'm not like, hating on your rig. It's got good internals. No, the, it works um, for what it's doing. Well, you can say much that. better than my laptop. I wouldn't doubt that. But like, I know NASCAR drivers. They're doing like literal like life sim. Oh yeah. They like seats and everything. They got the race car seats. They're using a clutch. Oh yeah. And like the seat moves and you can feel the vibrations of the car and yeah. everything. That's kind of wild to me. And I kind of like. It's kind of crazy that like gaming's got to a point where you can like simulate real life doing that and like. I, I think know. this is the only one that you can simulate simulate to its full potential aside mm-hmm. from the g-forces they're like so playing call of duty you're not holding a gun playing nba you can <laughs> playing nba you're not shooting you're not throwing the ball and clearly he's, this guy's never owned a wii <laughs> yeah come on have you wii bowled before oh yeah that controller can be like 20 pounds <laughs> so i have a question then so say you play say you do this i um the sim racing for a year I'm sh- and I know you will. I think you might have already been close to a year. Right? You've been doing this behind the scenes. Five years. Okay, so we're way over a year. We're we're at half a decade. Um, do you think you could go get behind the wheel of an actual NASCAR? I think I could get behind the wheel of an actual NASCAR. I think it would take me 40 laps to get accustomed to it and the feels of it and be comfortable and run a decent lap time. 40 laps? I forgot, like they do that many. No, that that's just testing. I, I know, that, I know, that would I know. Be by myself well, you got to get the feel, the, the groove, and everything. So wait, okay, back up a little bit. NASCAR. If if you say you could, what is the car you would brand and everything? What car are you riding here? Chevy all the way. Chevy all the way. Yeah. Why? SS Camaro. That's what I grew up on. That's Dale Earnhardt. That's that's what I've lived my entire all right, life. If I told you Dale. Put a fake Chevy logo on his Toyota Supra. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this then. Do you, do you want to own a um, Camaro SS one day? I wouldn't say the cars themselves. Like a street, a street one. Would I wouldn't you? say the cars themselves. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't say the cars themselves I would want to own. But Well, why'd you buy that Jeep when you could have just bought a Camaro? <laughs> I love Jeep. It's like the same price. You I love Jeep? Jeep? I love Jeep. Don't you find that <laughs> Jeep's interiors are just a little cheap? Well, now they are. 
Wait. It's been a while since I had I'm an just old saying. one. So I don't know what That's fine. Then, I, you know I, what? I, I, I think it. your That's old fine. Jeep was better than your new Jeep. Oh, the 95 one? Uh-huh. Oh. I think you. That thing would go anywhere. Wait, I love that car. I did love your old Jeep, but I think uh, it would have been a lot cooler if you got a Bronco. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he doesn't like Ford. Were, I didn't know they were coming in three years later, but they look they look an cool, awesome car. They, I will, I will give them that. Yeah, they came out with something. I'm sure it'll break the next day, but I know, dude. Fords, I just don't even get me started. I think Fords. I actually, I think all American Wait. cars are shitty quality, Why but I think you, Ford in general is terrible. Why do you think they're so big on racing? Because they don't have to last for the next one. You get a brand new Ford for the next race. <laughs> Henry Ford the second. Would be rolling in his grave right now. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. But well, go ahead, Seth. Yeah. So, like, regardless. So, do you think this would be able to not just yourself, but anybody playing i racing? You think that can prepare someone to be an actual racer in NASCAR? It has. It's proven too. There ha- has there been. Is, some there people? is a couple cup drivers that race on Sunday that have got their career started in i racing. And how how in much success? In particular, William Byron. Okay, and so, how much success? Yeah, is he so had? those are stories I like. His first, his first year in the Truck Series, he won the title. His first year in the Xfinity Series, he won the title. He got promoted to the Cup Series, and he has been there for three years. He started at 15 years old on iRacing, and at 18 was driving a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He replaced Jeff Gordon. He. Chase Elliott technically replaced Jeff Gordon, and then the next year they switched numbers, and then Byron Byron technically got the five car. Oh, our camera just died. That's all right. Um, go ahead. He he got the five. He got car. the five car. Technically, Chase Elliott has a twenty four car of old, but Byron is driving the twenty four in the five's old garage. So okay. Either way, it's it's. Whatever you want to call it, but he is in the Cup Series. He got his start on iRacing. He is the ultimate goal of every Dude, that's racer. that's actually kind of that's incredible. That isn't that an awesome story? Yeah, like, that's There's a shit you like. One to... That runs iRacing as a sponsor in the Truck Series right now, who has two accounts, and they are ranked one and two. See, that's cool because there's. There's not many, there's no other games where, like, you could transition doing it in real life. Like, you couldn't be a fucking well, g- pro Madden player and be like, oh, dude, he's he's going to get drafted in the real pros. But, hey, to be fair, I think some of these pro Madden players can do better some than some NFL coaches with these play calling. I'm just throwing that oh, out there. I, I in particular, the that. Cleveland Browns. Okay, Hugh Jackson's <laughs> not there anymore, that's a but. That's a hot take right there. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I don't think those guys know they're Back fucking dumb the, from their fucking big toe. Dude. Back okay. to the racing side yeah. of it. This has been going on for, I think we're going on our third decade. So, Third the, decade? I'm not even 30 yet. Yeah, I know. It's been out before you were born. So 2003, the, the biggest game before iRacing was NASCAR Racing 2003 for the PC. It would have been the the newest, I guess, sim sim racing thing before iRacing and then they they stopped making that and it turned into iRacing after that so NASCAR Racing 2003 has been around since obviously I think 2002 actually because hmm. that's one of those backdated ones like Madden right where it's wait like so this year's Madden 21 right out, but it's 2020 these guys the community of NASCAR Racing 2003 has taken over that entire thing made mods to everything 
and they continued to play it to this day, 17 years later. That's awesome. They have That's every crazy. car. They've put Indy cars, F1 cars. They've done everything to that game that yeah. they can possibly mod into it. Is there a Honda Civic Si though? I don't think so. <laughs> oh well, okay. <laughs> uh, so I mean, down like, to what do you do? You guys know any tracks around here? Any dirt tracks, asphalt tracks, anything like little short tracks that maybe people run around here? Son, you're in the wrong part of country for that. Well, there's we a little we one. There's wheeling, a little one about. Wheeling isn't big enough to have fucking. We have a dog track. There's a little one about Ooh. ten miles from my mom's house called Jennerstown Speedway that probably no one within outside of thirty miles of that place knows about. Yeah, that has a mod for NASCAR racing. Really? I mean, dude, I'd say any the closest any kind of racetrack is probably up towards Pittsburgh. Probably. And I think it's more of like tracks for like. Drag racing or something. Yeah, not maybe not uh, drag racing, but just like lap time stuff. Like just a little course they'll make for like yeah. that I could take my car on. But they will make those for that. Now that's how big that community still is, and they will still make that. That's how that sim racing world works. So, so that Jennerstown Speedway near my mom's house, little five eighths mile track, they got it down to the billboards on the back stretch. They got the local company's billboards on this track. That they have modded into this game. Very cool, very cool. So, if anyone that's listening doesn't realize, sim racing or i racing, whatever you want to call it, is here to stay, and it might be the next big thing, and could be the next big thing in all types of car racing. We're talking probably drag racing, NASCAR, F one, like Le Mans type stuff, like. I'll drop um, that down to I ran. What do, what do they do in the, the X Games? 500. They don't drift, do they? Uh, the dirt cars, the dirt yeah. rally cars. Rally, got, rallying, rally racing. Rally, that just dude, got think added. of that. Oh just my got added, god! Like that's my dream. Ago. I want to be a rally racer. So I just in May, drift. you know the Indy 500 runs Memorial Day every year. Yeah. In May, they they drop everything for two weeks on that Indy car side on I racing, and they will have a week long qualifying period. They'll take your four best lap out. Averages, and then put you into a race on, I think there's four different time slots, but they'll put you into a race, and you run 500 miles, 200 laps hmm. at Indy. Wait, random question. So, I mean, with all competition, there's trash talk. Are you shit-talking to any of these other drivers out there? I heard about this one guy, Weatherby. <laughs> Depends what they do. They rough you up. That's fine. That's racing. If you rough uh, them back are, up, are you just like harder, Daddy? What are you th- What are you doing here? You'll You'll race them harder if it If it's not clean, you'll race them harder. Mm-hmm. If they continue to wreck you, then you're gonna definitely rub some paint. Do you guys ever like talk? Like, do you talk to other competition? Like, there is talk within the within the stream or within the race. There is talk, and if someone is in wrong you'll know because there's going to be a lot of people that will tell them that they are wrong and you're going to know if you were right or wrong really quick. Okay. Because the uh, odds are if you wreck, you're probably taking out a lot of people. Has um, has anyone gotten into your head with some trash talk? No. Not yet? Not me. Okay. So watch out for that Midnight Gamer car. <laughs> so I, I want to shift gears here. No pun intended. Oh, nice transition. Thank you. Um, 
we'll keep you in the conversation here. This um, PGA Tour 2K21. Got that. Did you get it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So this Not is great. This is good. You would think I would get it on. What'd you get it on? Uh, TI 81. You got a Switch. Yes. What Fuck yeah, that's awesome. You, why? The I Switch is it. awesome. I know it's awesome, but why do you have it and I don't? Because <laughs> right? I had it to travel, so I got the Switch light. Perfect for traveling. Okay, but I had the Switch light because I didn't want to spend the extra 100 bucks because I was being cheap. Okay. So I bought it to travel, and then I got laid off a week later. Fair. So uh, I didn't travel anymore. So but you still have it. Yeah. This this game, PGA Tour 2K21, uh, just came out, I think, like a week ago now, yep. whenever we released this. And according to my fucking friends list on Xbox Live, it's super popular. Very popular. So you've played it. We haven't. I'm curious because this is the first, this is actually the first golf game that's under the 2K brand. Yep. 2K has made a few other golf games, and I'm Googling them right now because I'm, I'm blanking on the name. But this is the first one to be PGA Tour 2K21. So so what are your Might thoughts on the game? Nine eight nine sports before. Yeah, I got to look. I think it had a full other name. So I think it's going to humble you real quick. It's going to feel like you're actually out playing golf. What does that mean? I'm yeah, pretty so good. Th- that's kind of what Tig said. He said if you, if you want to... Like humbling moment or whatever, play PGA Tour 2K21 yeah, on Master Mode or whatever. It's like that. Um, it's tough to get down. They don't have like they don't they don't have many PGA guys. It's a lot of made up guys. The courses courses are there. I don't think all of them are there, but in reality, for the for the graphics and everything, it's well. It's it's doing good. It's a good start. So if they can get the licenses for more players, more yeah, more I, I courses, did see like a lot of players were left out. Yeah, I, I like the fact that the golf game got hard on on a con or console or whatever. Yeah, thing you're playing it with because your I life think, is easy. I agree. Well, I think most golf games got easy, especially that EA Sports one. It got pretty easy. Yeah, I actually haven't played the EA Sports golf game since back, you know, when it was still like a Tiger Woods game. Yeah, but it was easy at that time. Yeah, they weren't hard. No, they weren't hard. They were real similar. I don't know if anyone here played Hot Shots Golf back on in the PS2 era. Those games are real similar in mechanics to those games. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing we take for granted is the sticks, whether we're being straight with them or not. Right, absolutely. So you have to be straight with that stick going down and up. So kind of like, hard for the people that broke it playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is the start of the um, the PGA Tour 2K line. This is the first one. They did have a game out last year. Um, it was called the Golf Club 2019, featuring the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. That was made by 2K. So. I don't know why now they decided to rebrand and put it under like their 2K banner. I think they just finally got the rights. Probably. I mean, they featured the PGA Tour in the last one, but um, it, it seems super popular. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I, it, it looks good. It no, does. It does. I've seen people stream it, and like it looks enjoyable. It's. I'd rather not it be easy. Like, I, if I'm gonna play something. I want a little bit challenging. Yeah, a little I want bit it to challenge. be able to help my real life game too. Like it puts different perspectives, like when putting with 
Hey, win. Yeah, maybe yeah. help you read greens a little better. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with you, you on that. Nothing's going to help our real-life golf game. Well, no, you haven't yeah. seen me play in I don't know how there. long. Well, but, we're going to get to see tomorrow, boys. But um, rega- like, on that note of, like, 2K, like, bringing golf, like, they have an NFL game coming out. That is Are they awesome. bringing that back? And I think that's I think that's awesome because if anyone remembers ESPN NFL, yes, yeah, absolutely. You with, play, uh, you Mike, with Mike Vick was on the cover, right? Yes, it was Mike Vick uh, as an eagle. Was it? He was the Eagles. Yeah, no, that was two thousand five. So Vick would have just said five. Yeah, I know, but but Vick would have just been still with the Falcons or going to jail at that point. I want to no, say I think I it was McNabb. S- right? I want to say Ray. It Lewis. was McNabb. McNabb. It was Donovan McNabb. Either McNabb or Lewis was on the cover of Two K. I'm pretty sure it was an Eagles player. It was an Eagles player. No, oh, it wasn't yeah. Tio. You was are it? right. It is. It was Tio. Tio. Terrell Owens was on the cover. We knew it was an Eagle. Yes, it was. So that changed the game for. Everything. A lot of people loved that game. Dude, I remember. The bet, the so it was a one off. It, so it was. One of the craziest things is like it wasn't a full price game. It was forty bucks. It wasn't sixty dollars. I'm not even sure it was. it was forty. I think it might have been twenty. It was. It was thirty or forty. It wasn't the full price. Game no. might have been fifty dollars then. Because two K back then was trying to get their their stuff yes. off the ground. So I I want to say they were twenty or thirty. They I think it might have been thirty. Because a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm like my dad took me to the store. He said, buy one game, and I saw this, and it was like 30 bucks. It wasn't the full price, so I was like, I'm going to buy it. I would say it didn't have the mechanics down that Madden had at that point, but, but for what it was, it was not bad, and it had no, it's a, first person it's a cult classic, view. Though. People love it. Completely different view, and yeah. it had a different That's take That's a game changer. It. Yeah, it was a very, very cool game. Completely and different game they, changer, and Madden hasn't done anything different since 2000. Are you sure? No, Seven. they haven't they done fucking playlists. anything different ever. They, Madden's. I'm. I'm gonna say it. Madden sucks. I hate that game. Um, the best thing they did football wise was college football. NC, yeah, no, I agree. Both NCAA March Madness and NCAA football. Uh, yeah, great Absolutely. games. Very good games. What? I, there, there's still people. The guy for Barstool. Who, who is it on Barstool? Jake's the KFC does the NCA streams. No, no, no. It's Big Cat. Big Cat. Does the NCA streams and it's an old what is it NCA fourteen? That's the last one that came out. Right. And so if you try to go buy that game right now, it's one hundred and fifty. It's bucks. very expensive. Yeah, my brother's been even got on the trend. He's been playing it on his three sixty like every night. NCA football fourteen. I'm like, what the Hell fuck's yeah. going on? I wish I would have never sold my three sixty at this point. If I would have known that, dude, was the last I wish I wish mine wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't sell it. It fucking broke, dude. Oh, sorry. The, and I've tried to order two three sixties. Three sixties aren't the expensive part; it's the game. They don't ever work though. Uh, the last two that I've ordered from eBay both had the red ring when I tried to turn them on. I'm like, uh, oh, cool. Dude, yeah, so oh yeah. You, you know what you're it. messing up on? You don't order them on eBay. You go to the thrift store and you find them. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah I need to go to first. Right. I should probably go to our local pawn store here. But to go back to the ESPN football game, I do. I'm pretty sure they made. Because I know that was like a one-off hit, 2005. Hit. I think they made a 2006, though. Uh, and it was like the last one. Fact check, Jake. Can you fact check that? I'm not sure that they did, but 2K5 was a game changer. Sick. Madden should have taken tips off of that. But Madden was like, no, Madden was so confident because the NFL was like, you know, we'll give you the rights so they can't do anything anymore. Right. So basically, it is it is. there is another college football game out. If no one knew, it. yeah, no, I, we we talked about it on a I think one of our first episodes actually. Did you? The yeah, Doug it, one? it just doesn't have any of the. Oh, 
how it is. Right. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what no happens. No 2K6, Jake. No 2K6. Was there a four? I know there was more than one. Unless uh, I'm crazy. 989 Sports used to have the NFL rights before 2000, I believe. I'm just pumped that they, you know they got more rights to it. So ESPN, the 2K5 ESPN was TL. And there was not any other 2K games, but Madden 06 was Donovan McNabb. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but go back to, I I want to say 1999, two, 989 Sports made a NFL game, or it was an NCAA game, one or the other. I, I don't remember which. It might have been NCAA Game Breaker, so to be there's honest. There's like a technicality of, of, of like what they're allowed to do for this new football game for NFL. Uh, it's supposed to be like a sim, a simulation type game. I'm not sure if that's different from what Madden is. I don't know the specifics. What do they consider simulation in games that you can't? Well, so the life you know that you I live mean? in right now, you're in a simulation. <laughs> but <laughs> simulation-wise for football, basketball, what do they consider simulation as opposed to arcade? So that's the thing. That's where you get into like technicalities. That- I don't know the specifics. So I don't know what this next game is going to be like. It could just be like you managing a team and that's it. I'm I'm hoping it's more than that, but kind of like the NFL head coach. Yeah. So that that's where the I I guess the racing thing takes a difference in the in the simulation type portion of it. Those console games, they have stability control. Yeah. You can go in there. You could you have ABS, you have all of this. Like you can go into corners hot as hell. I do that in real life. And be fine. Yes. But in this in simulation like iRacing, you'll go into that corner and, and you get fucked. Yeah. You hit on you hit the brakes too hard, you're spinning. You hit it too soft. You're not making the corner. Yes. You're in the grass. So you have to hit that perfect. And then I guess on my side with it, running with the hundred dollar Mad Cat's wheel, shout out Mad Cats that probably doesn't exist anymore. They still do. Since it's well, they don't make racing wheels anymore, I know that. But I tried to buy another one. Well, they're just tame cats now. You saw Tiger King. <laughs> Mad cats. <laughs> Shout out them for a 15-year-old wheel that's still, still I kicking. Mean, barely hanging on. Hey, it but does, shout out them. It does the job. All right, I want to uh, switch gears again here because I know we're kind of running out of time. Um, another game that just came out in the past week, I believe. Have you seen this Samurai Jack game? I have. Battle Through Time? It looks fucking awesome, dude. I, I want to get it. Uh, I'm probably going to buy it within the next couple of days. Think I haven't so? decided if I want to get it for my Switch yet or for the Xbox. But oh, Wait, you on Switch? Fuck he yeah, I'm on Switch. Had I've had that shit, dude. Mario Kart? Fuck yeah, Mario Kart. It's the oh, most yeah. realistic NASCAR sim ever. Mario Kart. Mm, close. We can play. We can play. It's fun online, too. But yeah, so Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Uh, developed by a, a Japanese-based company called Soleil. Soleil. Not sure how you pronounce Soleil. that. Yeah, maybe Soleil. Um, it's you know your classic just 3D brawler, like one button for uh, light attacks, a second button for your heavy attack. Just like hey, I want to jump in here. Go so ahead. If you're explaining this to me, is this like Super Smash? No, no, no. Doesn't know much about. No, it's third person. I mean, like, I guess maybe the the way I describe the controls could lead you to believe that. But like, you're 
moving through like a storyline. It's closer to like like the original Zeldas. Okay. Stuff like that. Like okay. what what else would you compare it to? Skyrim? Skyrim. It's just was, an action RPG. Yeah. Third person action RPG. Yeah. I mean it's you know, and it's it's real basic because it's based off a cartoon, but it looks awesome. It, it's a fantastic IP to base this type of video game around. Like Samurai Jack is just it's the shit. Like fucking awesome series. Which is that's also on HBO Max right now. If anyone wants to uh watch that. But yeah, dude, like super excited about this. I don't have that many details on it because I just found out it came out yesterday. But I want to get the game. I'm gonna play through the game and definitely give my feedback on an episode. But so, I mean, I, I've watched some streamers play it. It um, I mean, it definitely looks cool. Like it brings back the member berries and nostalgia, but it, it looks very repetitive. Yeah, no, it it's for sure does. One of the things. So it's like it's a game like you know, if you got your dad pen ready and you just got some time, you're like, hey, do your thing. I think it was absolutely shooting to be that type of game, though. Mm-hmm. I think it had an identity that it wanted to fit into, and they didn't want to overcomplicate anything, and they just shot for it. They were like. We can make this type of game that's been made a hundred times with the Samurai Jack IP. It'll be cool with, you know, the unique characters from the show and everything. And people like it. They like it. If people don't, whatever. Yeah. Well, they've already struck out a few times. Not that developer specifically, but I think there's been a few Samurai Jack games that just weren't that good. So it's good to see that this one's getting praise and stuff. So it makes me want to get it for sure. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Other than that, I don't have much news here on my docket. I got a question for you guys. Go ahead. Go. We like questions. So when you're turning this up for a little bit of a, I guess, newbie gamer, or I just do iRacing mostly, but so with me, I find when I watch streamers iRacing, I learn things. Is that what you guys get out of watching streams or... I know a lot of people look at you and be like, "Oh, you're watching someone else play a game." That's that's dumb. But I don't know if you guys have touched on this. I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have kind of opposite answers here. I want to let Sith go first. So for me, it depends on the game that I'm watching. The streamer, I I do like watching competitive streamers, and um, like for Valorant, for one, it's a competitive FPS on PC, like Counter Strike, but um. I'm not very good at those games, so like I do watch players that explain their mindset and tell you what they're doing and why they do it. So I understand like their perspective, and that gives me a better understanding of the game and like how I should play that when I'm in that like position. Um, but there are streamers that I enjoy just watching just for their content, right. not what they're playing, but just their personality, just because I think they're hilarious or entertaining. Yeah, I, c- I could. I can vouch for that. There are streamers that are entertaining, but what? Yeah, they're just a per- they're just a personality. I'm kind of so as big as the streaming world is. I'm not huge into it. I don't watch a lot of guys stream. Um, if I do, I'm watching people that are just like you know playing for fun, or I watch a couple of my buddies stream. So I'm not ever watching streams to learn anything. But I will say on the inverse that depending on the game, the games that I'm really into, I'll watch a lot of the competitive scene, which I guess that's technically streaming, but it's not. you're not just following one guy. You're watching the event. Mm-hmm. And I've watched competitive video games for years now, over a decade, dating all the way back to the original Gears and, like, Halo 3. And 
Yes, I absolutely would watch those streams and those competitive matches. You learn a lot from seeing those. You learn a lot in terms of like what strategies to run on certain maps. Positioning. Positioning. Like you learn a lot of technical things and like how to play as a team from those too. Because like like I said, I'm not out there just watching one single guy and watching his moves. When you're watching an event like that, you can really see it as a whole. You know. As a four-person team, how they move, the strategies they run for maps specifically. Like, that stuff is so ingrained in my mind that... You want your team to do that, but it's hard. Well, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'll play casually, too, but I was real into the competitive scene for Gears, Gears of War, the first one. And I dabbled a little bit in Halo 3 and never got good enough at that game. But it's still to the point where I watched competitive play so much for those games that when I play Gears 1, like, I still play it, the remastered edition, so all the same maps. I still, like, run those strats, not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I do those moves and go to those areas, and I do the same thing on Master Chief Collection if we're ever playing the Halo 3 playlists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how to run those maps. Yeah. Like, you know there's a specific way to run them. Yeah, even I played it. Yeah. Exactly, and if you don't do it, you're fucking up. Like, and it can be the... Especially in Halo, it can be the cost of like just a few points here, like right off the beginning, or you know what I mean with certain pitfall in Halo Three. You want to, you want to be in one of those rooms, basically. Yeah, like most people on Pitfall would, the pit or pit stop. Yeah, all the different names. It's changed a bunch of times. I'm pretty sure it's just the pit. It was the pit. You want to be in one of those rooms. It was the pit originally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way that map usually starts off is people will push. Invis or rockets. Yeah. Usually want to send half and half, I think. I don't know. But like I said, like those strats are so ingrained that like you kind of just do them without thinking these days. And I, that's all pulled. It's pulled from just playing over time too, but a lot of it was like watching the competitive play. You learn you learn a lot of stuff like that. But the original question, no. I, I don't actually ever watch individual streamers to try to learn what they do. Because I'll tell you what, it soured me on streamers changed the entire landscape of Fortnite, which was a, uh, one of my favorite games before i had to quit playing it because it just became trash it was going to become trash anyways with all the map changes but like the og version of Fortnite was so good and like it became like one of the most streamed games ever you got all these kids watching the streamers and they start playing how the streamers have started to play Changed the whole culture of that game to the point where I was I was done with it. Why didn't yeah. you just uh, do what they did? I didn't want to. Yeah, and I was I, say- I, I, I the charm of that game for me was the like it was just a shooter. We would get in like actual gunfights, not this like anytime shots start to be fired, you just start to build up and like build all the way up on a skinny little tower on yourself. Like you would get in actual gunfights like from across fields and stuff. And then the the building technique and ability was used to build actual forts. It was called Fortnite. Like it was just a cooler concept then. And like I can't blame it. That's what happens with video games. People Learn how to do their own style with shit. But like talking about Call of Duty earlier, I think World at War was my favorite Call of Duty game. That was one of the best ones multiplayer wise. You guys, you go back to it now, and I mean, obviously, every game gets taken over by hackers, yeah, modders, stuff like that. But yeah, kind of the same concept, and in a sense, kind of. I I get what you're. I get what you're saying, like comparatively, there for sure. 
for sure. But it, it's weird to like how the landscape. And a perfect example is also the first Gears of War game. How much that multiplayer developed, like a year into the game. Mm -hmm. Like the shit people were doing was way different than when it first came out. Like all this wall bouncing and become a thing, and like just crazy fast movements that the people that developed the multiplayer never thought people were going to be doing that kind of stuff yeah. in it. You it's know what hard, I mean? Like a developer will make a multiplayer with a with a, a vision in mind, but then players come along and they adapt and like find new ways to do things in the game that like change the whole landscape yeah. of it. It's hard to it happens a lot. Everything. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. like a big thing in like Halo 2 and whatnot, but like I I like I welcome that stuff. Though like I love like animation cancel. Like I love things that give you a competitive edge from you doing a certain mechanic. And you it, learning that you learning it, and it's just like if people can't do the same thing as you, I mean that just makes you better. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Like that, that was a big thing in Halo too. Like obviously the developers never made the multiplayer and thought that people were going to be like BXRing and like stuff like that. Like that just came along with mm -hmm. it. I mean, so very very. Did you ask that original question? Yeah, I that was, was a good I was question. Gonna say to go back to that, the reason I asked that is like the difference with those role player games and shooting games and whatever Madden or sports games. The difference with that, with me watching Twitch streamers of iRacing, I can see normally they'll have their throttle inputs, their breaking points, and stuff like that. I can pick up on those things. I learn a lot from watching a streamer, and I will sit and watch them for two, three hours. Yeah. Because I can pick up a lot on different tracks from them, whether I'm doing it right, wrong, whatever it may be, and I can see how how they ease into the throttle. Like, it seems easy to go in to that. Like, yeah, we'll turn left and we'll, we'll hit the throttle, but until you actually put, like, like the console games do not put 750 horsepower behind you. It does not feel like that. When you step into that sim racing world, and they actually have 750 or 800 horsepower behind them. You step on that gas right out of the, right out of the pits. You're not making out of the pits. You step it full throttle. You're spinning out. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. too much <coughs> horsepower. Yeah. Like, That's just like Mario Kart. I'm starting out there. <laughs> I feel you, but I mean, like, but I can pick those things up from Twitch streamers and see. Okay, this is where I should start easing off. This is how much thr throttle input I should have. This is how much brake I should have. There's a lot I can pick up from them. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an added tool that didn't used to be around, especially for any gamer, really, you know, just trying to learn a game, too, if you want to just watch someone play it. Yeah. You know, that's that's going to give you good insight to it. I'm always – I'm of the old-school mindset where just, like, pick it up and learn it yourself. Yeah. And I would say – I mean, but – I would say with that, too, it's it's also an added thing that it's, it's racing. Like, at, at the end, it's all racing. Right. Whether it's real or it's – there racing is racing like you're you're trying to get first so whether it's virtual and it looks pretty real or it's real you're looking at the guy that you like and you want them to win so you're racing to be first so it's the same concept absolutely well this has been some great insight in the world of sim racing we got some good talk about the golf games and just everything we got in some just really good conversation there you, you, I do, you got some good questions i do have one more question for hank okay so talking about you know what you've learned from watching other streamers when are you going to start your stream i'm not a great personality to be behind the stream but if 
if Bud Light wants to sponsor me, but I will put <laughs> that sticker everywhere you could imagine. Hey, I Bud Light. I will stream naked with that thing straight. Okay, that will break. That would break Bud some rules. Light, if you're listening, <clears throat> Bud Light. I'm not telling you Bud Light specifically. I won't have to do that if you don't want me to. Wait, but I will do whatever it takes to get a couple dollars okay. out of you to put Bud Light on my car. I will still support the Question. Juice Box podcast, Midnight Gamer, all of it. Hank, what if Miller Light comes out and says, "Hey, you know, Bud Light's <laughs> not here, but no. we are here." Are you, you gonna? Know what I declared a rivalry on the last podcast. I will declare a rivalry right now. Miller Lite can go to hell. So Mi- Miller Lite contacts you like, Hank, we got $1.5 million <laughs> with your name on it to be our featured driver for sim racing for the next decade. Miller Lite can go to hell. Okay. Uh, hey, you heard it here first, guys. Exclusive. Wow. Anheuser-Busch, you hear us? All right, guys. Well, that, w- that was a very informative episode. We covered a lot of stuff there. Uh, one more thing before... I kick Hang it on, out. I want to shout you guys out before you kick it out. I oh yeah, we got we got a reveal, don't we? Oh, there's a reveal, but it'll come later. Okay. We'll put that out later. But I do want to say shout out to you guys. It's a good partnership we got going on with the Juice Box podcast. We got them on the 87 cars for the next eight weeks, November 3rd. Happy birthday, Sister Ray. Who's that? Oop, oop. Happy birthday, Sister Ray. November 3rd, we'll go Arkham Menard Series Racing, and it'll be sponsored by the Juice Box. Let's go. We're Not pretty- only that, my car is sponsored by the Juice Box, number 63, and you can catch a bunch of different paint schemes. It's going to look sick. It's going to be making us money, hopefully. Uh, tag your tag your uh, Twitter and stuff, too. At CRM Sim Racing on Twitter, and... CRM Sim Racing on YouTube. Also, I'm putting out highlights. Not going to put out the full race. I know it's hard to catch them live. Hard to watch an hour and a half of maybe some cautions, maybe not. I put out the highlights of what we do good or what we do bad. I'll do a little bit of both. Ooh. Granted, I don't do much bad. I will get wrecked from here and from time to time. I love yeah. a blooper reel. But yeah, blooper there's some blooper reels. There's, <laughs> there's some blooper reels. There's some good stuff. You'll see us. You'll see us racing hard. Okay, and what about Weatherby? Weatherby, we're in front of them. We don't care about them. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, Midnight Gamer. It's been a special episode since this is the first Midnight Gamer episode filmed in the Juice Box studio. It's been sick. It's been real. Yes, yes. Cicere, do you want to plug anything, my guy? Uh, Follow me on that IG. At Sister S I T H S A R I Xbox as Sith S I T H space X space Panda P N D A. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what's good. Um, Zar. Yeah, man. Um, I am on Xbox Live at I I space Z P space I I. I am playing just a ton of COD Warzone lately. That's all I've been into. I never thought I would say that statement again after I told myself I was retiring from Warzone like two, three months ago, and now I'm back playing it. I I just can't believe it. But I will be featuring on the next episode my review of the new Apex Legends season, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited to try that out. It just came out recently. I'm on Twitter and Instagram 
at JuiceboxZar. That's JuiceboxZar. That's Z-A-R. That's Z as in zebra. A as in apple. R as in respects. Well, R as in Richard. Richard. R as in Richard. Don't get that shit twisted. Stay tuned for more episodes of all of our content. Thanks, guys. Hey. Peace.